Good morning, all. This is Andrew Bateman with Heart to Worship Ministry Moments, and still in Hebrews, as you'll know if you've been uh, seeing my last posts and things like that. But today, I just was thinking about something that's really cool that talks about who the Lord uses. So when we go through Hebrews 11, you know, that's such a powerhouse book because uh, we see those that endured by faith. We see, you know, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell and things like this. But we have this perception, this tendency to have this perception, man, all the people in this book are just these hardcore folks. You almost picture like these Rambo type folks that are by their own muscle and by their own strength doing these mighty things for God. They must have just been like this. They must have just been these driven individuals who had these, uh, you know, these, these characteristics, which the Lord used. But we, you know, we really need to look at first I mean, think about it first. We see we see Rahab in there, so you know we're we're picturing folks, you know, that would be like like Joshua, and like these people who are warriors, maybe. But we see this this harlot uh, from Jericho. What's she doing in here with the patriarchs and and these these talks of mighty people of faith? She was just she was a harlot. And not only that, but we see her in the lineage of Christ as well. And likewise, we see um, David, who of course is a little more applicable, being of the house, the root of Jesse, all that. Um, but you know, we know what he did and how much he stumbled. And though he was kind of a mighty man, he was also very much a man of the flesh as far as we all deal with that carnality. And he made, made some major mistakes, as we know. Yet he's called a man after God's own heart. Um, you know, we see, we see Moses. You know, in the Gospels, of course, the people, the uh, unbelieving Jews are standing on the fact that, you know, that Moses' writings are not testifying of Christ while Christ is saying, you know, if you really understood this, you would know that Moses' writings testify of me. Um, Yet, you know, so sometimes we think of, man, Moses was kind of a powerhouse, but remember how he came to the Lord, right? He said, I'm not, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do this. He came with objection to the Lord. And of course, um, that's, that's where Aaron came into the picture, but we see what the Lord still did in spite of that. But, you know, I love the point in Acts where Simon the Tanner has that vision of all these things, you know, that, that he considers unclean. And then the Lord says, do not consider these things that I've made unclean. And how fitting that just, you know, moments after that vision, two Gentiles, these, these people that were considered unclean and, you know, that the Jews weren't to meet with. Two Gentiles happened to show up at his gate and say, hey, the Lord told us to come to you um, and to bring you back to the house and to hear what you have to say. Cornelius wants to know what's going on. He's a God-fearing man. And so the Lord equipped him at that very moment to go do that. Now, now he, on the other hand, unlike David, he did, or excuse me, unlike Moses, he did so, it says, with no objection. Because the Lord had just straight up shown him, don't consider these things unclean. Oh, look, two, quote, traditionally unclean things. You know, don't buy that garbage. Go glorify me, and now my ministry will be uh, magnified to the Gentiles, right? And so, I'm just talking about you know faith. We think you know that that these people were people of endurance, like again that they were born with these characteristics of service to the Lord, and He chose those people based on their characteristics. In a sense, He didn't. What does it say that the Lord confounds the wisdom of the wise by using the foolish? He confounds the prudent, and He certainly does that by choosing these people like like a harlot, right? Not only, not only a harlot to be put into Hebrews 11, but who's in the lineage of, lineage of our Messiah. And, you know, some people would think that's like blasphemy or something. But no, that's what the Lord does. He takes these, these messed up, jacked up, broken vessels like you and I. And if we will submit and if we'll act in faith and say, here am I, Lord, he'll use us and he'll, he'll do those things with us. But it was by faith and it was by endurance. Again, Hebrews 10.35, which I've said a lot lately. Uh, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance, that when you've done the will of God, you may obtain the prize. So, uh, the promise, actually, sorry. So, that's that's the whole point. These people that we see and may have a perception of as just being these strong, hardcore people, they didn't initiate like that. We see the Lord work in their lives and transform them. And often, um, you know, it's the same case with Saul. Saul, uh, you know, encountered the Lord on the Damascus Road. He said, go, then go into the city, and then you'll know what to do. So, Christ, sometimes, I mean, sometimes the Lord does say, you know, he lets us know, and then we're to go. 
but often he says, go, and then you'll know. And what is that? That's the exercising of faith. And if we will yield to that, that's when, um, that's when we're usable, and that's when we gain these characteristics, and that's when we can be numbered amongst even folks like this and the patriarchs. Now, granted, and Lord willing, we're not going to have to endure things like being sawn into and being tortured and all this, but, you know, our brethren across the world, some of that's, that's very real to them. And so, just as that said, these things haven't ceased. These things didn't cease with Hebrews 11. All this is still, the Lord's order is still the Lord's order. And so, the whole point is we endure, and we endure by faith. And it is, we overcome by faith. And he, who is he who is an overcomer, but he who believes that Christ is the Son of God. If we believe that, we believe that unto action, unto life change, unto walking in that, then we will be those vessels um, to be poured out, to be used, to be an offering in this life, knowing the assurances and the promises that he has. It's challenging, it can be difficult, it can be downright scary, but it's completely worth it. And it's, once you've tasted of it, you can't, you cannot deny it. And and so that's just my, uh, my prayer for y'all. Again, my, as I always say, we either, we're in one of two categories. Either we need to know the Lord, period, or we need to know Him better. So I'm just praying that, that we would be growing in faith, we would be growing into, uh, it says, you know, we are therefore surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses that we would be walking as they did because they were like Christ. As Paul said, imitate me because I imitate Christ. That's the whole point, being Christ-like. We've been given the mind. Anyway, that's that's for a, that's another topic, but uh, I just want to share that with y'all. So, um, you know, proper perception, proper context will also show us that we can just as easily be numbered in these, these great people used by God. It has nothing to do with us or our status or any of this kind of stuff. It has to do with our willingness to be faithful to the Lord. So my prayer is that we will walk forward and that we will exercise that more and more. So I appreciate y'all watching. I will talk to y'all next time. God bless.